0: It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton.
1: Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Friday Night Games. Friday Night Games. We want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board game adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter... And YouTube's.
0: Our episode today is sponsored by the awesome, awesome TabletopRenaissance.ca, who recently launched their web store. So head over to TabletopRenaissance.ca for all your board game tabletop miniature needs.
1: What's on today's topic, John?
0: Oh, man, so good. So good today we are going to talk about a new game that's coming out pretty soon called brew by pandasaurus games and i'm pretty jazzed about it
1: i think this is more of like a tribute to pandasaurus because we're going right. to talk about some titles too and we're even going to go over we were going to have a list of our favorite games
0: i wonder if they're going to be the same
1: they probably will like 200 <laughs> i'll probably we both probably have the game we'll get into it there. later one of the games <laughs> We'll be on there for sure.
0: All right. So I think in my opinion, I don't know what you're thinking here, Matt, but I think Pandasaurus has had a pretty solid year this year. They have multiple releases of games, and their release lineup for the remainder of the year is looking pretty good. So I think it's a good year to be a Pandasaurus Games fan.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for a lot of the games that they're bringing out. If you don't know about Pandasaurus, they usually take on, they they do have their own products like Dinosaur Island, Dinosaur World, etc but they do take on other projects that are hard to release in North America from other countries. So for instance Machi Koro was originally a Japanese game and they brought that into the board game market in North America. And they're kind of doing that a bunch of times this year too which is really exciting. And we played a couple of the games from their lineup and they're actually really good. So I'm excited for the games that are from the other markets coming in on top of what they have already released or are going Going to release actually next week. Yeah.
0: So this year so far, they've all they've released or set to release the following games. So obviously there's Noomber Via, which I know you and I love that game.
1: Yeah, and definitely check out our we have a podcast on it, uh, where we had the creator, Connor J. Wake, because Connor Wake was taken, so we call him Connor <laughs> J. Wake. He was on it and he did a great job of just entertaining us with lots of information about the game we had a playthrough with them too via twitch which we don't do twitch anymore (laughs) (laughs) sorry everybody we don't do that that's kind of just stopped it was a lot of work and and we have some very loyal fans you know who you are we love you thank you for being there but we weren't getting out of it what we needed to get out of it yes but anyway, so Umbra Villa is awesome and is such a good bidding game, a simple bidding game. You basically draw three flowers, you have a hidden area, you place the flowers, and then you try to bid on tiles. And then if you complete a closed off path, you get points per tile completed if you're have the most of your flowers on there and then that lets you try and be the first person out first person who to remove all the soul flowers off their own tile wins the game it's pretty simple it's awesome you definitely should check it
0: out yeah and then we also have the game face to face which is a two-player version of the game honestly i think this is my favorite of the game spoiler alert (laughs) i i I just like playing my own game with someone else i don't know there's something about just the helping your opponents pile to try to get rid of your own cards while trying to just like throw all your cards down i don't know it was it was really cool to play and i really enjoyed playing with you i played it with my wife and she really enjoyed it as well and i liked that i like the game that we played where you were like holding cards back so i couldn't play on on your pile (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just like uh... destroyed me
1: yeah i don't know i don't know where, even know where that came from i just thought about it in the middle of the game sometimes crazy ideas like that come but i really like yeah. the tension in that game the tension between us playing it was really good it's not really like a talking game though it's a game where you're going to be focused on the game itself
0: right you know we did we did a podcast on that as well we did a video on it on our youtube channel so if you if you want go check those out
1: especially that video that video is hilarious so uh definitely <laughs> check that out
0: they have uh, obviously they've got dinosaur world and dinosaur island and roaring right which had a successful kickstarter campaign or, and that generated over a million dollars i'm excited i'm excited for those
1: i mean i we i like dinosaur island you play that with me i'm sure you like it too and the main the main differences is that it's it's similar game. It's very similar, but it's more of like collecting workers. Workers go they like help you make dinosaurs, basically. And then at the end of it, you're driving a jeep around the park to make money, as opposed to Dinosaur Island, where you're you're making money on visitors.
0: I have a jeep. Can I just drive around and make money?
1: Uh, yeah. Do you have an island full of dinosaurs? No. No. Oh, well, then you can't. <laughs> <laughs> And then Dinosaur Island, Roar and Right, I was very I was lucky enough to play a tabletop simulator version with Michael from Aethex Tube. So you could definitely check that out on his channel. We had a fun time. I can tell you it's a it's a funny game. The thing I love about the dinosaur world and dinosaur island games is that they have a lot of humor in them. Like within Mm -hmm. like there's this little like, oh, here's a ride and it has like a dinosaur pun, and then they have like, you know, here's roar and right, and it was funny, like one of the things is like you can exit through a hole in the wall. So the whole idea is you're bringing a tour group around your complex that you're making in the Roar and Write, and like there's like a hole in the wall you can exit, and it's like the most points, because you're creating the most excitement, and I'm like, this game is so funny, and <laughs> so full of amazing moments that the roll and Write or Roar and Write is going to be amazing. So definitely if you back that if you haven't, you should definitely watch a playthrough. It's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I'm excited because you backed Dinosaur World and I backed and Right. In hindsight, we may probably should have just went together and backed the bundle. Probably would have been cheaper, but whatever.
1: Whatever, man. We're we like having our own things. We're adults. That's true.
0: That's true. <laughs> We're... And then they've got a game called Wild Space coming out. Yeah. What's that all about?
1: Ooh, that is a boot. You know, actually, I don't know a ton about it. I know it's a card game. I know that you're collecting cards to make a crew and you're going around the galaxy taking on missions for money. That's the premise. I'm assuming the most money wins. That's all I know about it. I know it's actually a 2020 game that they picked up. So it isn't originally from North America. It's from somewhere else. And apparently it's really good. So, looking I'm nice. looking forward to that too.
0: And then they got another game coming out called The Loop.
1: Yes. This one is it's a 2020 game, but you couldn't play it unless you were a reviewer on very specific <laughs> websites. <laughs> <laughs> i i'm a little jealous i'll admit because i like games with brand new or fresh mechanics and this is one of them it's a co-op game and there's like a time travel mechanic i don't know exactly how it works you could you could just youtube it and you'll find a bunch of reviews or playthroughs and they will show you the mechanics of it but yeah it has a time travel mechanic it's super cool it's co-op, which I love co-op games, especially if they're a little bit complex. So I'm looking forward to that one.
0: I think there's a solo version or a solo mode as well. There is a solo mode, which is why it's yeah. even
1: more appealing to me. But, I mean, it has a solo mode. It's co-op. It's, you know, it, it's, a game, it's a game that everyone had as a unique game from last year. So that's obviously, I'm a hipster, so I need to have it. That's kind of how that works.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, then the game... Oh, you know, let me hit puberty here while we're at it.
1: <laughs> we
0: and then the game that we're going to mostly talk about today, which is Brew. But before we get into it, you know, I just wanted to make mention that, you know, we've been really grateful for Pandasaurus Games. They've sent us a few games this year. So we really wanted to say thank you for supporting Friday Night Games channel and platforms. We really appreciate it. So Brew is a new game that is designed by Steve-O Torres and art by Jake Morrison and Andrew Thompson it's just a fun a fun game basically time and the seasons kind of don't make sense and they kind of all exist at once and In this game, you play as like a mystic of the forest, and basically what you're trying to do is bring back balance by using our magic. So, you know, you're brewing potions, you're trying to tame creatures, and what's really cool is you have these dice that you have to roll. So it's kind of like a worker placement, dice placement, area control game, gain points by controlling the forest spaces. And then you tame animals, which kind of give you some player power, which ends up being like a cool engine builder and you get points for brewing your potions which gives you some powers by brewing potions which which adds to that engine building part of the game and i think it's really cool it really balances out really well and i had a ton of fun with it and i'll get into what i felt about it more specifically later basically it's most points wins at the end of the game i mean the game's played over four rounds and i had a ton of fun and the art's beautiful it, it reminds me of pokemon meets studio ghibli
1: yeah that's one of the first things i noticed when i saw the game that intro- intrigued me and you know what board games art always pulls you in it it's colorful, it's bright, it's beautiful, and if you're listening to this, you probably saw the pictures I posted all week leading up to this. It's such like a gorgeous-looking game. But just as a little note, too, Pandasaurus actually they fixed their shipping for Canada, so now you can get the game in Canada without having to pay you know $2,000 for shipping. <laughs> just make sure you also grab that mini-expansion. The mini-expansion was something they towed on social media where people were actually naming the four characters in the mini-expansion which is really cool because we have a lot of Canadian people and together we all try to put funny names towards things. Yeah.
0: That main expansion is available if you're able to pre-order that game. So I think the game comes out next week. So if you can get on that pre-order, do it up. Actually, yes. I think it's going to be a little bit later for International. I think it's going to be coming in July.
1: Here's a, here's a quick take. We really like the game. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the end. See you later. All
1: right. <laughs> We're done. Next. Topic. All right. So... <laughs>
0: So Matt, what did, what did you like about the game? Have you, have you had a chance to play the actual game or have you just played it on like Tabletopia?
1: I only had a chance to play it on Tabletopia with the group. But it it was really funny because I had a really fun time teaching it. So let me me just go back, backtrack just a quick second here. So the art is one of the things that really caught my attention originally. And I'm like, ooh, it's colorful. It looks beautiful. I'm like, I wonder how it plays. And I'm like, what does brew have anything to do with this creative world? And I kind of hit it on the head right away. I'm like, it must be potions. And I was right. Mm -hmm. So after we get past the art, let's just make note that this game is a medium game. It's not light and it isn't for all groups of people. So we actually started playing it with two groups of people. One was our typical gaming group, which consisted of me, Mustache Matt, Grabka, and our editor, Kevin. And then John was split off into another group, which consisted of him, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and my step-sister-in-law. So one group really liked it (laughs) and the other group didn't. So my group really liked it. And a lot of the reasons why they liked it was because there's a lot of strategy to it. There's a couple ways to win. So it's a dice drafting game. You're going to roll dice and you're going to place your dice in different areas to do to do different things. So you're either going to try to control forests for points, you're going to try to place your dice to collect resources, to brew potions for points, unless you drink them and do special abilities, or you're going to use your dice to draft creatures. So the main three points are potions, the forests, which are area control and then the creatures and then those three work together so you're either working with the forest to brew potions or you're working with the forests to release creatures and get extra points and that's kind of where the strategy comes in you're like man which way do i go and then you kind of have to look at everyone you're playing against and be like oh what are their player abilities because that's actually really important and then what are they doing I should probably do something different so that I can try and get as much points as possible.
0: Nice. So we actually didn't play with the player abilities. So I'm interested in, in hearing how that went for you.
1: You didn't play either game with the player abilities?
0: No. Well, oh. cause it, you know, in the, in the rule book, it recommends not to do it. So for your first game. Okay. So I didn't do it with, with my wife on the first game. And then I was teaching the game to the other group. And I was like, I know it's probably just easier if we don't do the player powers this time.
1: Yeah. On a funny note, I didn't play the game before I taught it. And they they honestly thought I played the game, like, several times. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well, some of us didn't play the game, Matt. And I'm like, I actually was like, I just want to tell you guys, I didn't play the game either. And they were just, like, blown away. They're like, what? (laughs)
0: Like,
1: how do you know all the rules? It's like, well, maybe because I learned the rules every week for the last three, no, actually, for the last five years. (laughs) 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 I got to be good at it, right? But they... They really liked the strategy of it, and I think the one key that really stuck out to all of us was the elemental dice, which I'll let you get into. Mm. So you explain the ele- elemental dice, and I'll tell you what they really liked about
0: it. Before I get into what I like about it, there are six dice that each player rolls, and one one set of dice is an element dice. And basically, there's fire, water, and wind. And they all give you kind of special abilities that you can use. So the water, as long as you play it into a forest space, allows you to get plus two whatever resource that you put it on. The fire allows you to place on top of one of the forage dice that has been played. So what's cool about that dice, that die is if you really want to screw with someone's control of the board, you cover their dice with the fire die and they lose that spot. And then the wind, which is probably... I don't know if it's the most powerful element dice, but the wind one allows you to remove one of your forage dice that you've you've placed, put it on there, and then you get kind of an extra roll. It does come at a cost because then you lose control of your forest, but I mean, if you know you're going to take control of that forest, you can do it anyway, and then you get another another roll of your forage dice
1: so in our game using those three things was the most powerful thing we did i believe it was chris used it to mess over mustache matt he like put it down and then must and he's like guess what you don't control this forest and then matt's like oh no i didn't read that rule properly <laughs> <laughs> and then me i already controlled the forest like i had four there's like a smaller point for us so there's only four spots for dice but I actually had all four spots taken and it allowed the wind dice actually allowed me to take an extra turn, which blew them away. And they were actually angry. They're like, you that that's when they were calling me a cheater. And they're like, Oh, you just play this game a lot. I'm like, I only, I've never played it. And they're like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we thought the element dice really made the game fun because it really added an extra yeah. element to the game for, for strategy. Right. And, and then fun intended. <laughs> exactly and it really like added that element of like oh do i use these dice first you can use it in the town and there's some pretty powerful things you could do with them in the town or do you wait to use them to kind of like screw over your the person you're playing with so i really like that element of the game it was awesome
0: yeah when i when i played what i really liked about it is like how cutthroat the game was like i played with my wife and we've talked about it many many times she does not like to lose games so she was doing everything in her power to like make me lose control of my forest spaces nah. to the point where to the point where she I should have wrote it down when we played because like she I don't know if anyone's seen the mo- the show Queen's Gambit, but she like Queen's Gambit my moves and there there's she saw that I was holding back element dice to screw her over at the end of like the, the end of my turn. So she strategically was able to able to like move some dice around or I, she was able to do something that or no she put one of her forged dice on a spot that she knew i I wanted or she put an element dice sorry which uh, which allowed her to take another turn and she put a dice somewhere another dice where i wanted it and it just screwed me over like hard i was trying to get control of one of her forests and and in, in turn she kept control and she gave and i lost control of one of my forests or something like that Ouch. and 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 i and i saw the weakness. And I and I knew when I played whatever I played, I knew I screwed myself over, but it was too late. And the whole game was like that; like we were just like so neck and neck with each other the entire time. And it was just we had a ton of fun. And she really loved the game, and she hates learning new games. And I think like this is a game I think is gonna big hit. And I'm looking forward to playing it again. And what I what I really thought was cool was like how balanced all. Like, there's a lot going on in the game, right? So there's, like, worker placement, there's area control, there's engine building, and just, like, how everything worked together to really, like, beef up your turns was awesome. Like I liked when you're taming creatures, you know, using their powers, you know, if you gain control of a forest, you know, you get these extra bonus points, you know. And they and then the potions which allowed you to do extra stuff. Like it was just all really cool.
1: Right, you could you could consume a potion to to do extra moves or you can keep yeah. all those potions in your hand to the end of the game. And that was my right. strategy, it didn't work. Mustache <laughs> Matt's strategy was to gain companions and they actually were were That was actually working a lot because he was that that specific engine building strategy. Since every animal gives you you know a bonus for some sort of reason, that was actually helping him. Yeah. So maybe my strategy sucked. Maybe I need to drink my potions and just not worry about it.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, the the potions are pretty powerful, and if you can get them to kind of work together with everything else, it it works out well. I I remember using a potion in the game that we were playing on Friday over Tabletopia, and what did it allow? It allowed me to. I think it allowed me to, like, remove a dice or, like, swap an element dice or something like that. It allowed me to do something, and I ended up just making um, your sister-in-law lose all her (laughs) forests. that she had it was pretty funny uh, yeah but yeah but like i just think i like how everything works together especially with the animals and the seasons and what i and what i really thought was neat was the animals have a certain season that they align with but their but their powers don't necessarily match the season that they align with so you have to really pick and choose which one you want to grab when you're when you're taming
1: an animal mm-hmm. so
0: I, I really like i really like that part of it as well
1: cool so who's this game for
0: you know what? I, I, I would suggest it to any gaming group. Maybe if you don't like heavier, maybe if you like heavier games, maybe it won't be for you. But I think like a general gaming group might get a really good kick out of it. I think people who like the game, Everdell will like it.
1: Yes. Yes. I was, I, I was thinking like this might be like the next, it, it would be very, it's very similar to Everdell, but it's not quite as complicated as Dinosaur Island. Mm-hmm. So it's a step down from that. It's a step up from, like, Ticket to Ride. And it could be comparable to, like, a deck builder like Dune, mainly because all the cards have readable text so you got to be on top of all your abilities yeah so for our group it was it was a hit i actually know my sister-in-law did not like it because because all the cards had readable abilities yeah so it's it wasn't for her and i kind of knew that coming in for anyone who's listening what happened was one of someone in her group wanted to do a game night and i'm like well we kind of actually have to play this if you want to do that then we'll teach it and they they all agreed to it and i'm like i don't think this is going to be i think this is going to be a disaster but (laughs) I just wanted, you know, I went in there with an open mind, hoping that they would like it. My group did like it, so that's good.
0: Uh, at At least they played.
1: Yes, they gave it a shot. They gave it a shot. Yeah,
0: and they don't normally play games with us anyway, and probably never again after that. <laughs> I think the like just like general gaming groups should at least try it out. I think there's something in there kind of for everybody.
1: I actually think it's a really good game. Yeah, and it, I think it's for like I, like if someone's gonna be like, Hey, Matt, what was one of the best games you played this year? I'm actually gonna say that. I'm actually gonna say Brew. Nice. You know, it's not crazy. It's just that I think, and this is not me plugging the price of the game but it's a cheap it's cheap for what you get is really cheap oh yeah like, like yeah. the production value is through the roof like maybe the tokens aren't the nicest like the resource tokens but the dice are super nice you get nice oh, yeah. thick player cards the main board is thick and nice like it's actually like a pretty amazing game for that price point i couldn't believe it
0: that's yeah, only like i think like 30 dollars us i know i actually ex- like that. i
1: actually expected this game to be like easy amazing yeah I know so with that price point it's a no-brainer for people who want to get into like a medium game as long as you don't mind reading there's a lot of reading as in like you know there's a lot of like abilities so as long as you don't mind that type of game you'll like this game for sure
0: all right so if you are interested in getting brew you should be able to still pre-order it on the pandasaurus website at pandasaurus.com the pre-orders all will all come with this mini expansion which comes with four creature cards that give you some additional player power. And they are a uh, foil back, so they're really pretty. And there's a contest on social media to name them. And they've opened up the pre-orders to international buyers. Which gives is you super, less
1: super Canadian amazing right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, and again, thank you to Pandasaurus for sending us a copy of Brew to play and feature on our channels. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, Matt and I have started kind of this little web series called Into the Shelfiverse, where we're going to go through a bunch of Pandasaurus games. And we're excited to see where it goes.
1: Well, uh, we know where it goes, but yes. you should be excited to <laughs> see where so, it goes.
0: <laughs> just, just know, Matt and I are Canadian, so that's where we get our humor from. So you, yeah, you gotta, our- li- you gotta like
1: Canadian humor. Our terrible humor comes from Canada, so <laughs> you know if you like Mike Myers or you like—I I actually think our humor is very similar to like South Park and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. People may not even right. heard of Aqua but, Teen Hunger Force, but, just, but that, that's like our humor. Yeah, but can- Canadianized. What, what does Canadianized mean? Explain this to me. <laughs> it's just uh like a like a uh, like a dry humor oh yeah 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 you know what i mean yeah it's a little it can it can be bizarre too i think right. we have like a bizarre ish humor it's kind of like a cross between british and like slapstick almost
0: right so check it out our first video it actually starts with the the game face-to-face infomercial ties into the first episode of into the Shellverse, which is us getting sucked into the umbra via game and we're looking forward to heading into the land of brew
1: right and well, before we get into that, I just want everyone to know like just make sure you watch it and give us feedback. We're really receptive to getting th- making things better. Right.
0: Right. Correct. Okay. Right. All right, Matt, so I tasked you with I, oh, I I'm wow, must be like you 14 lose your again. Voice or what?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tasked you right before we hit record to give me your top 5 pandasaurus games games
1: yeah i i wrote down my i top, want to hear this list top five pandasaurus games games so i'm All uh, right i'm ready for this and you, you wrote down your top five too correct
0: i did but i didn't put them in an order but well i well, I, I, can quick, I can quickly i can quickly do that put
1: them in an order put them in an order okay, okay done. i'll set the timer oh you're done the, okay yeah, yeah literally good. one second okay here we go coming All in right. at number five how about how about we learned this from our last time we did this. I will go first. You'll go second. Sound good? Okay. My number five is Dinosaur Island. Okay. What is yours?
0: I will also go with Dinosaur Island.
1: Stop it! Yes. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you'll also go? Are you just are you just repeating me?
0: I hope not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. This this will tell us how like on track both of us are. Are we are we in sync? Or are we not in sync? We're going to find out. I don't think.
0: I, I think we're going to have some different different opinions on this.
1: No, I, don't, I bet you're going to have them all, all the same. Okay, so Dinosaur Island, I thought, you know, it's a medium weight game. So I can't necessarily be like, it's for everybody. We played it with, I've, I played it a bunch of times solo. And then I played it with the group, uh, more than one person a couple times. And uh, I really like it. I really like mm-hmm. it. But it's pretty complicated. So and, and it is like a table hog too. So I, it's hard for me to be like, this is number one. But, you know, Panasaurus and dinosaurs go together like ice cream and me at an ice cream event. And, and
0: wait, wait, wait. I want to interrupt you. I can't read. I wrote Dulasaur Island, not Dinosaur Island.
1: Oh, <gasps> uh, well, that's funny because I own Dinosaur Island and you own Dulasaur Island. So it Rex. makes sense that we're we like our own game but but honestly right. those two games are very similar
0: right yeah one's just duelist Island is a two player version scaled down version of dinosaur island and basically instead of all the dinosaur meeples you just have cards the dna dice and the dna tracker and you're building your park using cards instead of meeples essentially right. but yeah, i just liked it because it was more streamlined i think in a quicker gameplay
1: and then I would actually even rope in like Dinosaur World in there too whenever Dinosaur World comes out. So I think it's just like the Dinosaur Island series of games would be my number yeah the, di-
0: the dino verse like they like to call oh it. is
1: that what they call it that's awesome yes it's like our shelfie verse there we go uh, maybe that's maybe we subliminally stole that from them because i'm pretty sure they were saying that before we were saying ours so
0: <laughs> yeah but you know there's a lot of verses true all right what what's coming in at your number four
1: okay how about you go first this time
0: my number four i'm gonna throw in godspeed
1: whoa that's okay okay my number four is brew nice yeah i i actually really like brew when we played it okay so we played on tabletopia it was actually bad on tabletopia it was the game took three hours but hands-on i could see that this game would be a lot quicker
0: oh yeah it only took i think me and my me and my wife to play i think maybe 40 minutes to an hour with learning
1: yeah i i could see it going an hour, maybe a half an hour per person. So if you go with mm. three people, it's probably like an hour and a half. Four people is probably an hour. That's, that's how I see it but yeah it's just so good it's just like it's such a high quality game a great price point (sighs) like i really like it so and and i actually highly recommend it
0: yeah and godspeed godspeed what i liked about that the the story is uh, you know space race was a lie you know we landed on this like rock that had it was like alien technology on it but you know russia russia beat us there a few by a few months and then you know all the world just started showing up really close after you know it's a it's a midway worker placement game where you're trying to colonize this rock that you've landed on so you're trying to like, gain resources and all that stuff i just what i liked about it was i, I didn't know what to expect from it and i think it kind of just was like it blew me away you had um, low you expectations know, I, I, going in and- i i yeah i didn't yeah it wasn't expecting much and i like the worker placement element of it i like the act the auction and bidding especially with the high council phase
1: yeah, Godspeed's a really interesting game because it has a bidding phase. It has a, like, council phase where it's similar to bidding. It has a – oh, sorry, though the, the council phase is, like, a teamwork phase. Then you have, like, a bidding phase. And then you have, like, a drafting phase. It's yeah. it just it's just cool how that goes. And then you're trying to race to colonize your, your country's planet or area, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's It's super cool. Very good game.
0: Yeah. And I just enjoyed playing. I enjoyed
1: it a lot. It's missing single player, though. But maybe they'll have an expansion with single player eventually. Maybe. Okay, coming in at number three, I have Umbra Via. Okay. What do you got?
0: I have Brew as my number three.
1: Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're very similar. So why did Brew come before Godspeed?
0: Like I said, I think Brew appeal... For me, a Brew p- appeals to more people i know this is i don't think i can bring godspeed to the table and my wife would like it brew she really enjoyed so i think that's why it edged out godspeed
1: that's pretty interesting because that's why i put umbravia where i put umbravia i think it's more appealing than brew and dinosaur island to a lot more people i think i could break that out with my you know earlier we said my sister-in-law didn't like brew i think that i could break out umbravia with her and she would love it cool because it's a simple game brew brew is more complex because every card has a rule
0: yeah but it's easy to follow i think
1: yeah but also like your wife like you and your wife play games with cards that have rules you gotta remember that right my my sister-in-law does not so that would be like your medium weight game so it's hard to go from something like monopoly to that right where you're like ooh, what is this Ooh, i can't just fake the rules i actually have to argue my rules so that's kind of where <laughs> that comes in, but Umbra Via gets rid of that because Umbra Via is just—it's a, a area control, a very nice, a very clever area control, but it's easy to understand. Okay, cool. number two, what do you have for number two, John?
0: That's where I threw Umbra Via. <laughs> so for, our for list,
1: our list is actually <laughs> really similar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're not quite in lockstep, which makes sense because we're never really quite in lockstep, but we do yeah. think very similarly. Okay, so your number two is Umbervia, probably for the same reasons that my Umbervia is number three. My number yeah. two is the games, all of them.
0: Okay, <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like the games is just, uh, again, we're, we're going that it's more appealing to even more people. So the game... The games have a wide variety of games to appeal to all sorts of people. People want co-op, people want verse, people just want a fun activity, people want to laugh. And I think that that's just the amazing appeal to it. You know, I could break those games out to anybody. And they're gonna enjoy it. I can break them out to advanced gamers. They're good advanced gamers who might get bored of it, but they'll appreciate playing it between a game or over drinks or something, you know? Right. What about you?
0: Yeah, Uber via like I said, like you said, sorry, is uh it's a it's a simple yet complex game. It's easy to learn easy to play. And I think every time we've played it, it's been fun. So I think it's just one of those games. Connor J. Wake won like the Cardboard Edison Award for designing it back in what, 2019 or something like that. And like one of the judges was like, this game's going to be successful. And I I just, it is. Like, it's just... It's a really good game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, so I would be surprised if it didn't land on some sort of award thing next year for like any category. Yeah. Best
1: podcast. Best podcast. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I, hope, I hope Connor wins best podcast. That would be uh, amazing. I, I would vote for him. I really yeah. would.
0: So I I assume it'll end up on one of the best games of 2021 list somewhere. I hope so.
1: Yeah. Cool. Okay. What's your number one, John? Surprise me. Wait, hold on. Can I guess? No, no no you, no, no, you tell me. You just tell me.
0: I'm going to go with God's Love Dinosaurs.
1: I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you love that game. I knew it. Ah, man.
0: Dude, it's, it, it's good. Okay, what's your number one?
1: My number one is Machi Koro. Nice. Did you see that coming? Nice. You probably didn't see that coming. I did. What? Yeah. No, you didn't. I never, I, did. talk, I never talk about Machi Koro. Okay, why yeah, is it- Yeah, but I
0: know you love it.
1: Why is it number one for me, then? If you know you me like, so you like, much. You, you like Japan. You <laughs> okay. like Japan
0: you like it's true i think you like like engine building games i do and the artwork's nice yes in like a quirky cheeky way
1: all three of those things but those are all very true statements i was gonna say all of them so yes you do know me but you don't know me completely because i put it number one because it is the game that kind of made pandasaurus big basically they went to the tokyo game market they found that game they thought it was amazing and they brought it back and published it and their, their biggest success, really, all their success came from that game. Nice. If that wasn't around, not to say they wouldn't be around, but it really helped them become amazing. And, and I bought it when it originally came out here in North America, and I was able to nice. teach that game to other people, and they had a blast playing it. It's a game that I played with my wife. A common theme for me is if I can play with my wife, I know it's good, and I can <laughs> play that with my wife, and she loves it. Because it has a cute art, it's a simple game to play and understand. It's my number one, yeah. and it will always be my number one, probably for nostalgia. But it is number one. What about you?
0: Yeah, I chose Gods of Dinosaurs. I just think this game is a ton of fun. You know, it's an abstract strategy game where you're you're placing tiles and you're sending dinosaurs to eat a bunch of things and lay eggs. So it doesn't make a ton of sense, but basically you're la- you're creating this ecosystem and things need to eat so there's like mice rabbits and frogs as like the prey and then we have predators so you have eagles and tigers which eat the prey and then you have a dinosaur that eats like everything and basically you're trying to make sure nothing starves so that your ecosystem can grow and have a ton of animals on it and earn a bunch of points by lay, laying eggs so you earn points based on how many dinosaurs and eggs you have and it's really it, it, it i what i liked about it is that i was able to play it with my my four-year-old i know the game is not for four-year-olds but they were they were enjoying it enough to have fun and you know we had to help help them with their strategy and like oh you know you know that dinosaur should eat that animal And stuff like that but they laid all the tiles down they put all the creatures where they wanted the creatures to be and it was just a ton of fun it was a good family day that i think that memory will stick out for me for a long time because you know when you have more than one kid it's hard to connect with one kid on 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 that kind of level and and we did so it was really nice game night for the three game day for the three of us while my other kid was napping so it's kind of just always have that special spot in my heart i think and it's a beautiful game i think it came around my birthday too so that had that gave it some bonus points
1: so basically if you want john to list your game number one it just has to have a lot of sentimental value to it make sure his kids play it <laughs> it's sent <to> his birthday <laughs> and he has yeah. a lot of great moments like give him like yeah. a cue card that says do this with your kids and it's gonna be number one for sure there you go <laughs> sorry i had to make fun of so, you that's okay <laughs>
0: All right, and then I asked you. That's a, actually, you know what? Our lists were actually more di- more different than I thought they would be.
1: Oh, really? What do you think? What do you think was going to be on my list, or what do you think they left?
0: I, I don't know. I didn't know if you were going to put. I didn't know if you were going to put the games on there. Okay, but then I don't. Rem- I don't know what
1: games of
0: Pandasaurus that you've you've played outside of playing stuff with me.
1: Right. Right. And then your list. Considering we only had three minutes to write this and I didn't even really think about you. <laughs> I knew I knew right away you're gonna put God's love. God's love dinosaurs and you're gonna put that game on there. I thought we would both put Umbravia. I didn't think we would both put Dinosaur Island and I didn't think both of us would put Brew. So that was actually the surprising things. I thought you Well,
0: would I didn't put Dinosaur Island, I put Duelist Island oh, and I well, just can't read.
1: I still think that those two are the same game so Ooh. i didn't think you would i didn't think we would have the same consensus on that game and brew i didn't think you'd put brew down there but you did so that surprised me oh yeah the game's great yeah i actually yeah i mean that's one consensus we both have the game is fantastic and it, it could get better as we play it more too
0: yeah i'm excited to play it with you when we can
1: yeah it's been like five months so hopefully <laughs> <laughs> hopefully this will you know end soon i don't know who knows at this point at this point i'm pretty legit on playing games myself it's cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right and then one last little fun note is there a pandasaurus game that you haven't played that you really want to try out
1: yeah so i mean this is pretty easy because it's just like hey is there a game that is coming out that i'm interested in and i kind of hinted at it earlier and that is the loop with its with its time travel mechanic and popular People saying that it has very different mechanics than any other game they played sells me on it because I, you know me, John, I'm a board game hipster. I like to find new things, different things, and see how they play. And if they work out, then I know that that's my favorite thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I heard the loop is good. The time travel mechanic, I don't know exactly what it is, but it sounds cool. And then people are saying it's unique enough. that I need to play it. Yes. I will definitely invest in that game when it comes out. I am looking forward to that. What about you?
0: The game I chose is Nyctophobia Vampire
1: Encounter. Oh. That's an older game, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So I've been... There's a a little while where I was like in a kick to, to play some like horror games. And this one just seemed really cool. So basically there's a vampire who's kidnapped a friend and... You have to blindly navigate your way through this maze of the board. And when blindly, I mean you're wearing blackout glasses, so you can't see what's going on. And so you're trying to find your friend while the vampire is trying to hunt you down. And I just think that'd be kind of really cool to play. There's also another game called Nyctophobia the Hunted that just has like an axe murderer or a mage Instead of a vampire. But the vampire can control the familiar and the player who's leading them out of the forest. You know, just adding some situations. And I just think it sounds cool. I just like a I, game where you can't see. And I think it's all tactile. Kind of, you know, I know board games are all very visual. And this takes that element away. And I think that intrigues me a lot. So.
1: I really like your hipster attitude there. Because those are two games that aren't really advertised very much by Pandasaurus. Right. But if you're looking for a game of Escape, I'll uh, blindfold you. And remember our Halloween episode? I'll blind you. You'll blindfold me, put me in a graveyard, and I have to chase you out or something. That sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Same game, right? Same game. Okay. I thought so
0: all right if you like what you hear don't forget to like and follow us on your favorite streaming platform and leave us a fo- whatever five star review on apple Podcasts.
1: six out of ten start six, six oh out no of 10. no not six out of ten. Six out of five whoops
0: six <laughs> out of five uh, <laughs> follow us along on our social media stuff so you can go to instagram friday night games underscore official twitter at friday night gms you can look up on tiktok at friday night games and of course our website friday night dot games we launched a podcast every friday so again i am john i'm matt and it's friday night let's have some fun